It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. Here's another one I like. The Pittsburgh Pirates are terrible against left-handed pitching this year. They're one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball against the lefties. They've got John Lester at home. The Washington Nationals will play Pittsburgh, and the number's really not bad. Minus 116 on the money line uh, for the Nats to win today. So I like that. I like Lester. Uh, Lefty going to be tough against the Pirates. Here's Schwarber. Line drive out. RBI single and a walk. There it goes. Right field. See you later. And the Nats are back on top. Schwarber homers again. On the BetQL Audio Network. Another day of Ostrowski and Roger here on BetQL Daily. Alex Christensen, a pro NBA better, will be here. Coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central, John Heyman, Odyssey MLB Insider. Oh, you have to talk to John. What, what, Manfred? I mean, I feel bad for John. Like some of these national guys like him, like he has to answer for Rob Manfred, like what they're yeah. thinking and what they're doing. Oh, but you know what? Yeah. Some yeah. some guys, not him, but there are some guys that, that are very happy Bob. to answer for Major League Baseball. Bob? What? No. Who? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bob. I mean, they, they they love to answer for ownership and for the league. They love it. It's their favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Jeff Sherman from the Westgate will be here in the final hour of the program. He's a perfect guest since uh, he does their NBA numbers and their golf as well with the U.S. Open just a couple of days away. Again, it's Ostrowski and Raji, Eli Herskovich producing. So is Jake Hassan, Jake Galley. And Dylan Burns. You know what's really fun when you stay up late and you're watching Jazz Clippers and you're hoping you're over 223 and the hook can hit, and it's sitting at 222 for the last 64 seconds of the game and zero points are scored. Yep. Hey, good for you, buddy. Because I told you yesterday, even though I didn't make a play on it. No, I I missed it. I missed it. I was joking. Um, I told you yesterday I liked the under. I didn't actually have the guts to put the bet in, but yeah. I, I was feeling it, and both unders hit last night. So congratulations to you, under betters. Yeah, Atlanta Hawks with the uh, upset win there, and we have the LA Clippers covering the five easily. That game was over very early. You actually, if you weren't playing the total, if you were just playing the side, you probably could have gone to bed a little bit or a little bit earlier if you're in uh, the Central or Eastern time zones um but i don't even think we should start there ranch we'll go over uh what we saw last night but the nba never boring we hear yesterday harden and Kyrie out and then the Woj tweets start coming in right before we get on the air nets have upgraded james harden to doubtful for game five from out to doubtful then he follows that up with Harden is expected to test his hamstring and shoot around today and has been determined to try and find a way to get cleared to play game five. There are no guarantees on his status, but Harden is trying to play with the series two, two, as we were saying yesterday. So what we're, here's what we're looking at. It's, I think it's misdirection. It's one of two things. It's either misdirection, which to me is always nonsense because it's not like, it's not like teams don't know how to prepare in, in case James Harden is going to be there or in case he's not, right? I don't think there's a competitive advantage or disadvantage there. I don't think it matters, but coaches do this anyway. So it's either that or 
one of those guys is going to push himself to get back out there. It looks like it's going to be Harden. It's probably going to be too soon. He's going to re-aggravate whatever's going on there, and then he's done, done, and that will be it. Joe, I, I don't know if you've ever had a hamstring injury. I have not, but I've spoken to people who have, and it yeah. is not something you get over easily or quickly, and it is very easy to re-aggravate that injury. So I know it's the playoffs. I know you got to get a win. I know that there's, you know, there's no messing around and there's no time for that, but it just seems like they're they're pushing themselves or he's pushing himself to get back out there and it's not going to work out for him. Uh, the line movement on this game has been fascinating. It'll continue to do so until we get to tip. We are up to uh, last I checked. I don't know if this has moved at all, but uh, the Bucks are favored by four and a half. It's still there. Oh, total, <clears throat> excuse me, total of 217 and a half. Man, it's been so long since I've been sick. And I I knew it. Oh, buddy, yeah. Over the last few days, as everybody in the house, I'm like, stay away, stay away, stay away. And it's starting to happen. Uh, I'm the sorry, man. No, but it could be worse. It could be, it could be worse. You know, real quick. I don't think it's I, COVID. No, it's not COVID. But completely off the topic, because of everybody getting flu shots and people staying at home during the winter, there's yeah. apparently a strain of flu that's been around oh, since geez. 19. Listen, listen. Here comes Raji. No, no, listen. down on a Tuesday No, no, no. This is, no, this is good. Because <laughs> of everybody staying home, because of everybody getting flu shots during the winter, there's a strain of flu that's been around since 1968 that scientists think is completely gone now. Like it's, it's been around for what? that long. Yeah. They think it's dead. Um, Good it, job, COVID. It, it's, it's, I think it's like an influenza, a strain, like a sub strain or something. I'm not yeah. a scientist. I don't know, but they think it's dead. Like it's, it's gone and we'll never see it again. Wow. Because everybody stayed home and everybody got their flu shots. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, looking at the Durant numbers before we thought there was a chance that Harden would play tonight, they set it at 35 and a half, 35 and a half for his points. I don't remember the last time I saw that. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities, I think, with the player props tonight, and we will keep you updated if there is any news leaking out of Nets camp, which is uh going down tonight. We only get one game, and uh, it's gonna be a fun one, I think. I think, I hope it's at least a full game. This total continues to take a nosedive as it should. The under has been hitting easily in all four games in that series. Uh, but as far as what we saw on Monday night, uh, let's start with the late game since we quickly mentioned that. Well, first off, I mean, we, we were talking about the idea yesterday. That, oh, man, we might have one good series. We might have one good series between yeah. the Nets and the Bucks, and now I mean it just keeps flipping in these playoffs. NBA is so fascinating. Um, that one series that we thought we had, which was going seven, I don't know. What if Harden does reaggravate that hamstring? Then it might be close to done. But we have three other series all tied two two. Injuries have made this happen. Mm -hmm. It's the the conversation we had most of yesterday morning was about how different this playoffs is because we're talking about, oh, this guy may not be available and then this team's star is not going to be able. like every single star on every single team has been dealing with something with the exception yeah. of Jokic um, and the Suns and, and, and Phoenix. Well, Chris Paul yeah. had a thing last series, but, it, but he, but he's okay now, but like every other star with the exception of Durant, um, all the teams are dealing with it. And that's the reason these series are close now, because otherwise, I, I think 
the Nets probably have a relatively easy time with Milwaukee. If, if those two other guys are not injured, that's probably what's happening now. The, uh, the Clippers just want to keep the narrative rolling. You, you don't know what you're going to expect. So now, again, last night, they look like the team. If you're going to get that out of uh, Kawhi and Paul George, which is what you need for them to win right. every game, they can't be in that 20 range. They each need to be in that 30 range, and uh, they go 30-plus in back-to-back games. It's a fifth duo since the merger to do that. Back-to-back playoff games, uh, a duo gets 30 points each. That, that's what they they need. And, well, hey, when Marcus Morris is on fire from the outside, good luck because you're, you're also dealing with Kawhi and PG and they don't have much else. Uh, Mitchell was fine. We were worried. We were wondering about Mitchell, how he would respond. He said he was good to go and uh, he was just fine. And for the fourth consecutive game, no White Conley. Right. Well, Mitchell looked, well, if you look at the number, just look at the, the, the points, 37, mm-hmm. that's great. And you'll take that every time. But there was also some inefficiency there for him last night. That's he was fair. 9 of 26. Um, so I, I clearly he's forcing a lot. And it almost seemed like he was looking around for somebody to help him. And he wasn't getting much of that last night. I no. still don't think he's close to 100%. I don't know what that's going to mean uh, for the next game. I always worry that an ankle injury like that locks up. You know, he, he goes out, tries to play, plays through it. It's a high ankle sprain, so that's also like a hamstring. Uh, very difficult to get over. So I don't know what that's going to mean for him next game, if it's going to be stiff or if he's going to uh, repeat what he did last night with the 37 points or something close to it. But he really was not especially efficient from the field. Um, this is uh, this Clippers team could be the ultimate outlier, something we've never seen before in multiple series in the same playoffs going down 0-2, and then, then you come back. It's just this team. We we've been calling them the confounding Clippers. I'm hearing a lot of people say that now. I mean, it's been this way for years. Good luck trying to figure them out, which makes them very tough to bet on uh, when it comes to sides. Don't you feel that way to an extent about both series that played last night? Now it's like a no because I, of the we injuries. Were, we were both on the Hawk side. You know, if we had to make a pick, we were leaning Atlanta. Right. We figured they'd have a nice effort. Yeah. And especially now because Joel Embiid, I think it's pretty obvious he's not right. Something's wrong with him. He spent yeah. a lot of time last night looking for fouls, flopping. He was on the floor. I don't know what was going on with him, but he at one point missed 12 straight shots. Something is not right with him. And if that bears out that his knee is is barking enough in the next game, maybe maybe the Hawks end up winning this series. And I still think it's a difficult series to handicap, though. So you could make the case for either side. If you're an optimistic Sixers fan, you might be saying, okay, we got the worst, the very worst of Joel Embiid. He's never going 0 for 12 and one half again, uh, 4 for 20. Yeah, it was 4 for 20 in the game. And he still ended up with 17 and 21. Just, just amazing. Uh, see, but did he re-aggravate something? Because he, I, I know he's got the torn meniscus and all that. But he was fine in the first half. He was really good. And then it all hit him in the second half. And uh, intriguing that Doc Rivers decided to go with him for the gotta-have-it play of the game because he's looking around. Tobias, uh, Ben, Simmons, Seth, I like what you've been, done, been doing. He went to Embiid. who's having a rough, yep. rough night. To, to, he went to their MVP to go win the game. He couldn't get it done. And, uh, I mean, 
if you weren't watching closely throughout, I mean, it was evident just on that one play. It's like, dude, dude, lay up, man, lay up. How many times have we seen him do that all year? Yeah, he was he was clearly having a rough time doing a lot of pulling up last night, and 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 I think it's because he doesn't feel right. So, uh, you know, our our resident Philly fan back in the studio said everything went wrong for Philly, and they still only lost by three. I I will. I think you need to look at the other side, though. Trey Young did not have a great shooting night. Nope. The he was 18, 8 for 26. Yeah. The 18 assists cover that up a little bit. Great game overall. Overall, with the 18 assists and only two turnovers. We know throughout the year how many turnovers he had per game. Trey Young didn't have the great Trey Young shooting night. As a team, they didn't shoot that well. Bogdanovich was not hitting it from the outside. Mm-hmm. And they shot less than 37% for the game. So the same can be said for the Hawks. That's exactly right. So um, that, that's why I still think it's difficult to handicap because you just don't, you don't know what you're going to get. And I think a lot of this rides on how Embiid feels. If he feels okay, then I think Atlanta's in trouble. But if he doesn't, everything is wide open here. Yeah. That's it. That's what it comes down to. But... I think the updated series price really tells a story on how the odds makers feel right now. We have uh, three series still going on, all three of them, 2-2. Of course, Phoenix already sitting, and, and they're just chilling, waiting on the West the West uh, Western Conference final opponent. But um, the heavy favorite of all the 2-2 is Philadelphia at minus 310, Atlanta plus 240 on points bet. The Utah one is the closest. Utah LA Clippers, Utah minus 135 favorites. Okay, they get two of the final three at home. So Clippers plus 110. And Milwaukee mm-hmm. is out to minus 180. Wow. Minus 180 favorites to win the series with a 2-2. And Philly, if I'm not mistaken, for the next game they're they're a seven point favorite right i mean it opened at six and a half and i think they're at seven. Oh man yeah it, it seems like th- that it, it almost feels like that can't be right but i believe it is well yeah i'll have to double so, check on that going back to philly sure i mean the way they were playing there in game two and hmm, it's tough so much uh, of the playoffs so far have been on bet have been uh, on information and it's yeah. tough to get to get any of it. Yeah, I'm seeing six and a half right now in the market. Uh, Vegas takes a 1-0 series lead over Montreal. That game wasn't close throughout. I mean, if you were flipping back and forth uh, later on, well, that second game, no contest there in the NBA, but uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, 28 saves. Uh, Montreal's winning streak finally ends there. And, and, and thank you, Marc-Andre, because uh, when it's a five-goal game and you Ooh. took the under five and a half Ooh. and there's an empty net, <laughs> thank you for spending all of the time in the defensive zone. Thankfully, I appreciate that. And also for not putting one in the net at the other end, Petrangelo just missed by this much. So I was sweating that one for about the last two minutes. Has anyone checked on Jake Hassan? Uh, no. Is he good? Glass now MRI. Uh-oh, right elbow yep. inflammation yesterday. I wasn't going to bring it Said up. He felt a tug <laughs> on his last few pitches in his elbow. A tug not is not great. good. Not great. Nope. Oh, no. He was going to hit that K-prop. He went four innings, had six strikeouts on 53 pitches. He was easily going to go over the eight and a half. Ah, injuries will get you sometimes. Uh, we're going to break down tonight's NBA card. How you bet to Bucks, Nets, Ostrowski, and Raji on the BetQL Network.